Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, Kitchen Chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, dear foodie friends, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney. I'm so glad you're joining me today here in the beautiful Viking and La Cornu showroom. So excited to be here with my co-host, Chef Jamie Lorena, who's also brand ambassador for Viking. And we have such an amazing and very special guest on today's show, Ina Garten. And she really needs no introduction. She is a New York Times bestselling author, host of the four-time Emmy award-winning show, Barefoot Contessa, which airs on Food Network. And she lives in East Hampton, New York with her husband, Jeffrey. And this new cookbook we're going to chat about today called Ina Garten Cook Like a Pro Recipes and Tips for Home Cooks is her 11th book. Welcome to Kitchen Chat, Ina Garten. And so much fun to be talking to you, Margaret. Oh, thank you. And Jamie's there too. Good. And Jamie, I have to (laughs) thank you so much for acknowledging me. I have to say that, you know, I've traveled the world with the most famous rock stars and musicians. I'm a chef that travels with music artists. And, you know, I basically have all of these people just, you know, fanning out over these people. But today is my day because I'm talking to you. I'm not kidding. I, I, you you have been. I, I am one of 11 children and I used to sit glued to the wow. TV watching your shows and my mom used to say to me and people used to look at me like why her right like why Ina like everybody loves Ina but like for me I'm a rocker right I'm and I'm like fanning out over Ina who's like this incredible chef from the Hamptons and I love the love you have with Jeffrey first of all I'm a gay man and I have a husband named Rich and I love the love that you have, and I share the same love. But I just wanted to say hello and thank you for being on our show. Oh, I know you should see Jamie. Oh, yeah. He is just smiling. That's really nice. Thank you. Oh, and I'm just so excited about your new cookbook and to have this opportunity to share the cookbook with our listeners, both on Kitchen Chat and and on Viking. But you have had such an incredible journey from finding to food and with Barefoot Contessa. Could you quickly just give the listeners a peek into this journey of how you went from finance to food? Well, I actually went from the government to, yes. to food. I I, uh, I worked in a group called Office of Management and Budget in the White House, uh, writing the president's budget and for the nuclear energy policy of all things. And, uh, and, and I saw an ad for business channel in a place I'd never been, which is the Hamptons. And I went home that night and said to my husband, who was, who was working in the State Department at the time, um, I'd really like to do something besides working in the government. And he said, pick something you think would be fun. Don't worry about whether you make money at it. Just if it's fun, you'll be really good at it. But I said, you know, I saw this ad for business just now. And he said, let's just go look at it. And it was a special food store in, West Hampton, called Barefoot Condessa. That really just changed my life. And you have changed so many people's lives in the process. I I read someplace that you have taught like 2 million or more people how to cook. 
<laughs> Where'd you read that? <laughs> I read it someplace. I, was doing a I love a statistic like that. <laughs> so, Did they interview all million of them? <laughs> so millions of people, you know, are learning how to cook from you. And I love... Ina had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you like you like enlightened. No, I, I, think... I I just thought to myself, "Holy crap! I can't believe I that's been that many people." <laughs> I mean, the truth is, we used to have somebody in the kitchen cooking for us, and we don't anymore. So we're only going to learn how to cook. You really need to find somebody that you trust. You think has the same kind of palate you do. You like the flavors and the textures and the quality of what they do. And uh, I mean, you can get a million recipes online, but you really don't know. Who wrote it or whether they tested it or whether they, they like the same kinds of things you do. And I think once people find that my recipes are delicious and they're easy to make, they're going to make them over and over again. And, they, and that's when people cook and take care of each other and create a community around themselves. And it's true. We I think have, it's really important. We have a... We just did a demo in our showroom. We had a big group of dealers in here and we told one of the women that you were going to be here and she just blurted out, oh my God, I cooked one of her apple pie recipes the other night with my kids. It came out perfect. It was so easy. That's what I Isn't think. Isn't that nice? It That's is. wonderful. Yeah, That's it, exactly what I like to hear. Well, because you're encouraged to do it again because you, you went through the trouble of deciding what to make, one shopping, you spent the money on the ingredients. You come home and you make it. If it's not fabulous, you're not going to do it again. Yeah, right. You're but if it's gonna... really great and everybody says, you made this yourself, you feel really good about it and you're right. going to go do it again. And, yeah. I think, and then you want to share I, I, You want to share the recipe too at that point. Yeah. And also, you know, in these times where everybody's so stressed out, I think we need, you know, we need people who are taking care of us all the time. And, you know, when cooking is a really generous thing that you can do for people, no matter what their political persuasion is. And um, I think we just, you know, feel better the more we communicate to each other and the more we connect. And very often we do it over dinner. Yes. And I love, too, what you write in your cookbook. And I always say this on Kitchen Chat, too, that food is the universal language. And just gathering everyone around the table. And there are so many questions that have come out from the home chefs out there. Uh, Catherine Walton McCauley wrote in and says, what are the three must-haves in terms of kitchen appliances or tools that you would recommend for a new bride who really enjoys healthy cooking? I would say I really should have a good knives. It doesn't have to be expensive. They can be from the restaurant supply store. Or they can be from a, you know, from a cookware store. Uh, you need, you know, maybe three good knives. Okay. You need um, half sheet pans, which I cook and bake and roast and do everything on sheet pans. Me too. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're just so useful. You make brownies in them, and you can roast chicken on it. Or some hot dogs, uh, like I did, like I did and, yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe what's one other thing? I would say probably. Um, Saute pan. He made a set of cookware, you know, like pots and pans and, and saute pans. Oh, that's for sure. So, Margaret, what do you want to say? I see, yes. I see Margaret all ready oh. to ask you a question. Go. <laughs> I have this cookbook open and I am just drooling over all of the pages. But I love this Israeli vegetable salad. And Ina, I love these stories you tell before um, the recipe, how you were inspired that you followed Danny Meyer <laughs> from uh, a hospitality group and, and you saw in his Instagram about um, this Israeli 
vegetable salad or with hummus and it inspired you. I, I, first of all, can you talk about this wonderful recipe and, and the inspiration from Danny Meyer's Instagram post? No, I think people always ask me, how, how do you come up with new recipes? And the truth is, you can't find new ideas by sitting home alone. Well, now you can actually with Instagram. But I mean, I go out and I, you know, I go to restaurants and especially food stores and markets and I'm always talking to people about what the, what interests them. And this was Danny Meyer was on a trip to Israel and he I did a little video of these guys in a restaurant making hummus. And they were serving it, not just as a dip for pita, the way we use it, but they were serving it more like a sauce underneath something. And I thought, what a great idea that was. And so I literally just went into the kitchen, made some hummus, put it on the bottom of a platter, and then made a tomato and cucumber and vegetable salad um, and put it on top and just served it like that. It was great. It was just, I love the combination of the textures and the flavors and the freshness of the vegetables and the creaminess of the hummus. And it was just really an inspiring post. And it, you know, came from a friend of mine who was happy to be in Israel. Mm-hmm. And not, not just any friend. So I, I think I, I, you know, I look for inspiration wherever I can find it. I always like to give credit to people who've inspired me in the, in the head notes. And each recipe has its own, you know, story. I'm going through the book right now and it's like page after page after page. I just love the photography is amazing. I love the close-ups on all of the food that you have. What are your, in this book specifically, do you have a couple of favorites that you love the most? Well, there are so many things that we made over and over again, just to, not because we needed sesame again, but maybe because we said, well, we're not really sure about that recipe, but we wanted to eat it for lunch. <laughs> so I would say the sunflower salad with mustard chicken and the, and the um, potatoes. I love the hot and cold. I love the crispy and creamy kind of thing going on there and the mustard vinaigrette. It's really, and then it's all a, it's a meal in one dish, yeah, which I love. Me too. Um, I love the red wine, gray short ribs are great, you know, on a cold winter night with creamy blue cheese grits. Right now I've made a lot for the uh, steak and ricotta cake. Um, I've made a lot because you can get fresh steaks in the, in the market. Can we go back a minute? Like you were going back and you said when you first started out doing this with um, when you first began and he said, do something that's fun. Um, were you always a great, passionate cook before that? Could well, you know, I was never allowed to cook when I was a kid. So and I, I think I always wanted to. So when I got married, um, I, you know, I just got a cookbook and started cooking and I loved doing it. So I worked during the day and come home and cook at night. I think I just, I love doing it. So Jeffrey, Jeffrey's a lucky guy, huh? I know my, no. my husband. My husband <laughs> I'm not that easy. You're not that easy. I know. Come on. No. I mean, I'm high maintenance. I, I, I get it. But like my, my husband is like, uh, he loves his eyes light up when I get in the kitchen. I think it's the only time when he actually really likes me. And my husband is so excited that I'm on a midlife culinary journey learning how to cook midlife. Yeah. <laughs> That's for are, sure. are you just learning how to cook? I am. I actually do kitchen chat. Good for you. Yeah, thank Good for you. you. And I'm on this journey to honor my late father, who was a wonderful gourmet home chef. And that was my big re- regret in life and not going in the kitchen with him. So it's just so much fun to be on this journey here with Jamie and, and also such a huge uh, milestone in my journey to have you on kitchen chat. It sure is. 
So I know any, any, you. you got this great book coming out and you're going on this book tour. Is there anything exciting coming up? What's next for Ina? No, I, I never, I always look at what I have to do today and I try and do it as well as I can possibly do. And I don't even think about tomorrow. I really just do. I, I, if I can keep writing cookbooks, I'll be very happy. I get that. So, um, I don't, I don't have long-term goals like that. Well, now I hear that you love to cook with a soundtrack. Would you mind sharing who you like to listen to while you cook? Um, I like to, it depends on the day. I like to listen to Motown. Um, I like to listen to Taylor Swift. You do? Um, <laughs> I do. I just crank it up. Like, <laughs> People I, who work, right work now, with me are I'm imagining you in your kitchen listening to Shake It Off right now. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> I listened to there's a, a collection of um it's like a whole series of CDs that are from a hotel in Paris called Cost, C O S T E S. And I think there must be like fifteen or twenty of them. And they're mixes of Moroccan music and French music and American music and I think Irish music, all kinds of things. And um, I love to listen to those. They're really fun. So I know as a, as a chef myself that loves music and uses it as an ingredient, you know, my whole thing is about food, design and music. How much is music do you think actually goes into your soul and into the recipe? Does that matter to you? I can't, I can't say, I mean, I, I think when I'm listening to music, I may be inspired to do a good job, but I'm not sure if my food has anything to do with music, but obviously it does for you, which is great. Yeah, no, I love, I, for me, when I'm listening to music, it's like, if it's not on while I'm cooking, I feel like there's an ingredient missing. <laughs> I understand that. Okay. Well, one day, maybe I'll hear you and Ina sing in the kitchen. <laughs> Stop, Margaret. That's, that's like dirty talk. Oh we'll fight we'll fight over the music. <laughs> yes. I'll let you do whatever you want, I know. Oh we have another listener that asks, uh Jane Quincy Brun says, What was your biggest cooking disaster? Does Ina Garten ever even have a cooking disaster? Never. Never. <laughs> I don't have disasters. <laughs> I've never burned a thing in my life. <laughs> Any more questions from the folks right oh, there? Oh, there are so many coming up. Um, Let's have a good one. Yes. So this is interesting. Karen Lockwich-Javens writes in, do you have a favorite dish that Jeffrey actually dislikes? So far, I haven't hit one that he doesn't like. He likes everything that I make. But, you know, I, I think I, I like to make things that I know he's going to like. Right. So I might choose things that he'd like. And, and, you know, one of the things you'll notice in all of my books is there's no... There's nothing kind of odd in it. You know, there are no gizzards and, you know, innards and, you know, brains and, <laughs> you know, tripe and things like that. And I, I stick to pretty mainstream things. I mean, I don't even have any, like, sauteed calf liver, which I'm sure a lot of people like. But I just don't want anybody to turn to the page and go, ooh. <laughs> so I think my, my food is pretty mainstream. Pretty Roast chicken, you know, grilled steaks. Um, but, you know, with a twist. Absolutely. And I love, too, how it's completely cross-generational. I mean, it, it's great. And, and in fact, um, my niece, who is a huge fan, both of my nieces, she said, would you please ask Ina, what are some easy kid-friendly meals from her new cookbook that can be made ahead? Well, actually, I have um, in family style in the back, I actually have kids' recipes for kids. Really? So, like, the Parmesan chicken can be made into strips. So kids can pick them up. I'll do a broccoli and bow tie 
dish that's got a lemon, got lemon and butter and it's broccoli and uh, bow tie pasta that kids love. So there's a whole hook. And that's where I have marshmallows, homemade marshmallows, Ooh, things like that. But I mean, it depends on, you know, I know, I know some kids that don't eat anything but pasta with butter and, and parmesan. And I know some kids that'll eat anything. So um, it really depends on the kids. There's really nothing in this book that a kid wouldn't like. Right. So I know as far as your life is concerned, I know you're a fabulous chef and everybody knows that, but let's go into like something that you like to do. Like what does, what does Ina like to do aside from cooking? Um, I work in my garden. Okay. I like to work in my garden. I like to go to Paris. <laughs> I told you. We were I like to make dinner parties for friends. That's my, my, um, entertainment. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of Paris, uh, Dominique Signard Smith wrote in, what is a perfect day in Paris? Uh, perfect day in Paris. You know, in the morning, they have a, uh, a creme and a tartine, which is a, uh, basically cappuccino and bread fried with butter. I sit outside of the cafe in the sun. Um, and then go to the market and buy whatever seasonal, you know, chicken and vegetables and maybe a little tart for dessert. Um, go for a long walk in Luxembourg Gardens and, uh, and walk along the sand, just kind of take it all in and then come back and uh, cook dinner. That's a nice perfect day. Ditto. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Ina. I'll tell you, I'm going to be, I'm, Ina, we're friends. I mean, <laughs> if you, if, if Jeffrey can't, if Jeffrey can't make it one night, you and I can like go shopping. I'll call you. Here, call, call me. Call me. I would love to see I've you. never known Jeffrey not to make it though. So you all right, have even, to wait. I'll just follow you guys. I'll just I'll just follow you guys on a bike, and I'll put all your stuff in a basket and and send it. I'll just I'll just be a gopher. What the hell? You are so funny. It's oh true. my goodness. I'm, I told you, I'm fanning out. What do you want me to do? You know. are fanning out. I've never seen this Ina. I promise. <laughs> what she does. This is great. Now, we have another interesting question that came in from Donna Lynn John. She says, what do you think about the instant pot craze? You know, I haven't tried it yet. So, I, I mean, I think it's great. I think people love it. And um, they... You know, they find that they can cook something really quickly in it, which is fabulous. And, you know, anything that helps people cook easily and, you know, quickly, I think it's great. What about sous vide cooking? I, you know, I've never done it um, because I don't get any equipment that everybody doesn't have. Right. I don't like to try something that everybody doesn't have in their kitchen. There's no point to it for me. So I, I've never done sous vide. I don't love the texture of sous vide I cooking because it tends to be a little bit. Right. Kind of spongy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I've never been a big fan of it. Well, I have to tell you, being in the uh, Viking showroom here, we have a bunch of new appliances and toys and things like that from Viking. Viking has about 70 new products coming out this year from speed cookers to all kinds of fun stuff. It would be my dream one day for you to stop in here. We're even doing one in New York City where you can come and see all the new stuff. So I saw, oh, good. I saw, Love I saw in your new cookbook that you have a Viking range in that cookbook that made us. I do. I have one in my kitchen in East Hampton and one in the barn. We are just so excited, Ina, about seeing you in Chicago and uh, sharing your cookbook and everything. And I always like to end Kitchen Chat with three top tips for the home chef. The first one is get an oven thermometer to make sure your oven is exactly the right temperature because sometimes the dial 
and the actual oven temperature are different. And um, it's really important to make sure that you have the right temperature. Another one is um, season things properly. I think very often people don't use enough salt and pepper to season things. The next one is follow the recipe. (laughs) I get so many people who say, oh, I made the whatever it is, and it didn't come out right. And it turns out that they, you know, they didn't have any chocolate, so they used sardines instead. So the first time, I think it's really important to follow the recipe and make sure that you followed it exactly. And then if you want to change it the next time, you can always change it. But I think it's important to uh, follow the recipe the first time and see how it was meant to be. Right. That's great advice. That is great advice. Yeah. Oh, this has just been... So I'm coming to Chicago on October 30th. Yeah. Am I going to see you there? Oh, yes. Uh, definitely. Well, uh, <laughs> yes. You think you think really looking forward to it. After talking to me the way we chatted today, you think I'm not going to be there? Wonderful. Just wonderful. Bring you flowers. I'll be the guy with the flowers. Oh, what are your favorite flowers <laughs> you bring? Oh, yeah, what is your favorite? My favorite flowers? Um, well, I think everybody's favorite flower is peonies, right? Wow. But I think you can only get them this spring. <laughs> Yeah, I like um, orange tulips, orange roses. I tend to like orange flowers. Okay. Noted. <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted, Ina. Noted. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Chat Thank you so much. It was really fun to talk to you. Oh, and we look forward to seeing you in Chicago. And thank you, foodie friends, for following the journey. Make sure you tune in to kitchenchat.info. And always remember to take a moment and savor the day. Thanks for joining Margaret for Kitchen Chat today. Margaret would be so excited for you to drop by and visit with her at kitchenchat.info, where you'll enjoy podcasts, blogs, recipes, tips from chefs, and even great giveaways. She invites you to share your recipes and kitchen stories, too. As Margaret always says, savor the day.